0: Hi, welcome, thanks for joining us again today, wherever you're watching from, we're so glad that you're joining with us. And we are in the middle of our series called Kairos. Now, when we talk about Kairos, this is so much more than just a series. This really does feel like a moment that we're in together, a moment that God planned, a moment of divine opportunity. So we're spending the next few weeks to look at the thought of Kairos, a God moment, a moment of divine opportunity answering three questions. Do we know what time it is? Do we know our purpose in this time? And what is our response to a time such as this? So we looked last week at the thought of knowing the time. What time is it? How should the church be responding? This week, we're going to begin to look at the Lord's positioned us in this moment. He's given us purpose in this time. It's vital that we understand that purpose because he really does have one for us. So let's open this up a little bit further today. The God that designs certain moments, Kairos moments, remember we spoke about the difference between Kronos. Kronos is sequential, logical time like months and weeks and years and days. And Kairos is divine moments where God does something that he always intended in a moment that we find ourselves in. So we live in a world of Kronos, but this is really a Kairos moment that we're referring to. Now, the God that designs certain Kairos moments is the same God who positions people in design moments for his purposes. Now, you need to understand that God really is a God of purpose. You know, there was a wonderful book written by a gentleman called Rick Warren that was called Purpose Driven God. And he really is a purpose-driven God. In this book, Rick Warren brings out the thoughts of how purpose-driven the Lord is in a positive way. That before we're born, before we were ever in existence, he had purposes for these moments that we're in, moments that lay ahead of us. And everything that God does on the earth, with us and through us, always carries great purpose. A couple of verses, well-known verses, underline this, don't they? Ecclesiastes, e- Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, chapter three and verse one says, "To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven." So, whenever there's a heavenly purpose, according to Ecclesiastes, that there's a time and a season for it. We could call that time or season kairos that moment of divine opportunity that vitally important key moment now in the book of isaiah it says in chapter 46 and verse 10 that his purposes will stand god knows the end of a thing from the beginning of it we often just know the beginnings of things where god knows the beginning and the end of a thing and he does things knowing that his purposes will stand and remain. That can give us a confidence that when we're working alongside the Lord in his purposes, the things that we're working alongside the Lord with will be things that remain and stand where other things may crumble and fall. Proverbs 19.21 reveals to us that God's purposes always prevail beyond man's momentary plans. The verse actually says many of the plans in a man's heart, but the purposes of God prevail. What does that mean? That you and me, we're constantly planning, making plans for our finances, making plans for our relationships, making plans for our future. God made us to be a people that plan. But actually, our plans always come secondary to his purposes. His purposes at the end of the day is what prevails. And that's why we need to always make sure the best that we can, that our plans are in alignment with godly purpose. We need to understand, like Jeremiah was taught, that we're not here by mistake. Maybe no one's ever said that to you before. Then you need to hear that. You're not here by mistake. You're here because God wanted you here and he has a purpose for your life. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, is a very, very well known verse. And it makes this announcement to us that God knows the plans He has for us plans of future, plans of hope to give us destiny. We need to understand that God isn't making it up as He goes along concerning our lives, but it's Him that gives us existence. But as he gives us existence, he has plans and purposes for who we are and where he's positioned us. In the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 26, it speaks about our appointed times and the boundaries of our habitation. Let me read these verses to you. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their lands and territories. You see, there's so much about you that's not a mistake. You being here is not a mistake. Even if people told you that your birth was a mistake, that's impossible because you were always in the mind and the intention of God. But where you live, the things you do, the opportunities you may have had, you would be amazed at how many of those things were orchestrated by God and true to his intention for the appointed times of your life and the boundaries that you know in your life. Like King David, we need to set in our heart to take responsibility for the purposes of God in the generation that we find ourselves positioned. It says in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 36... And David served the purposes of a God for his generation. And then he died and went to be with his fathers, those who went before him. Stop and think about that statement for a moment. And David served the purpose of God in his generation. You know, that's something that I want to have said about me one day, that Andy served the purposes of God for his generation. Because let's face it, we can't really serve the purposes of a generation gone by. People in that generation took responsibility for the generations that they were in. When we look ahead, we know that if Jesus tarries, there could be life beyond the life we know. And we can invest and build in a way that there's godly legacy for those who follow us. But we can't really take responsibility for that generation that may follow us. We can't really take responsibility for a generation that's gone before us. But we can, like King David, take responsibility and live with a passion to serve the purpose of God and the purposes of God for the generation that's ours. Now, the church and by church we mean the people of God, are on the earth to, number one, be connected to the purposes of God, number two, be working out God's purposes. Because to me, that's really where you find a sense of destiny and a sense of legacy. Destiny and success come when we recognize that a moment is present and we understand our purpose in that moment. You can read through the Bible and see time and time again examples of this combo punch where people suddenly realized that they were in a kairos moment, a moment when God was doing something, but they also knew what their role or God's purpose for their life was in that moment. Here's some examples for you. We've spoken already about Queen Esther. Queen Esther suddenly became aware, as Mordecai shared with her, that there was a moment at hand where the Jewish people were going to be annihilated according to the plans of Haman. But then she also became aware that all of the promotion in her life had positioned her in this moment for a godly purpose, what was that godly purpose? Salvation. God was going to use the life that he'd positioned in the moment that had come to pass to bring salvation to the Jewish people and save them from destruction. Again, we could look at another example, another man that we've mentioned already, Joseph. You see, a moment was at hand. What was that moment? Famine but a famine came upon the land, a severe famine came upon the land. That was the moment, but God had raised up Joseph, who was currently in a prison cell. He'd raised up Joseph to be a man that he would position in that moment of famine, who carried God's wisdom to lead a nation in seven years preparation and seven years of well-being. Joseph was God's man for that coming famine and that time of famine. Again, we see a collision of moment, kairos moment, and the positioning of a person with purpose. The list goes on, doesn't it? Daniel was a man who found himself in a moment that involved a foreign kingdom, Babylon. But God had raised him up to be a leader, a national leader, in a land that was not his own. And you see, as you read the book of Daniel, the God favor that causes a collision between a man that carried God's purpose and a moment that God positioned him in. Are you seeing the current trend here? Moses was a man positioned for a moment of deliverance. Remember, this was the moment that God had foretold of where the children of Israel would be led out of captivity. There was always a kairos moment of deliverance for the children of Israel. And there was always a Moses in the heart of God that was the man for that moment. Then all of a sudden we read in the book of Exodus how suddenly Moses finds his purpose in this moment and God uses him to set a nation free and start the journey into the promised land that was obviously finished by Joshua. So many examples that we could use that all carry the same principle. Number one, God creates a moment. Number two, he positions a person in that moment who carries his purposes. Jesus would be the greatest example of all. But there was a moment that God had for humanity called the salvation, the righteousness of God becoming available to man, the justification of the human race. The person that could bring that into existence was the son of God, Jesus. And you see the Bible say in the fullness of time, according to the perfect timing of God, Jesus is born, he's positioned on the earth for a moment of redemption. So whether it's Esther, whether it's the Lord Jesus, we see that God always does this. He creates kairos moments of opportunity and he positions a person or people in those moments for his purposes. We could look at natural examples of this, couldn't we? I always consider the leadership of Winston Churchill, who was one of the prime ministers in the United Kingdom. And there came a time of war, the Second World War, where there was a different person that was a prime minister. Yet Winston Churchill had been in the background and he'd been assessing Hitler. He'd been watching Hitler. He'd seen the danger within Hitler. And all of a sudden, everything comes together and we find ourselves in a world war. The first thing that government did was they moved the current prime minister Wade to the side and brought Winston Churchill in because he was a man of war, and he was a man that could um, could serve that moment correctly and shortly after the end of the war, they moved Winston Churchill out of that position as history records it's amazing how when you get the right person for the moment at hand, things turn out really well. okay, what has that got to do with us? You may be saying. Well, I really believe, like you've heard me say over the last couple of weeks, we are in a Kairos moment. This isn't just a Kronos moment. It's not just um, February. It's not just the year 2023. This is a God moment. As we're meeting in our congregations, physically meeting on a Sunday morning, there's such a groundswell feeling in our praise and worship the new people flooding in, the salvations we're seeing. All of these things bring such an excitement to who I am, what God has called me to, that this is indeed a Kairos moment. What's our purpose? We have the moment, Kairos. The church is God's people for the moment, just as God had a Nehemiah for the rebuilding of the walls, God has a church on the earth. The people of God, the followers of Jesus Christ, you and me, we're in position on the earth for something that God wants to rebuild. Not like the days of Nehemiah, that was a physical war, but something spiritually. God wants his church to grow, expand, have influence across the earth in this moment And he's looking to you and me. He's not looking to Esther anymore. She served her purpose. He's not looking to David anymore. David served the purposes of God, then died and went to be with his forefathers. He's looking at you and me saying, come on, this is the moment for my church on the earth. Stand up and take your position. Next week, we're going to look at what should our response be to this moment We've looked at the time. We've looked at our position and our purpose. And next week, we're going to look at some really practical responses to the moment that we're in. Here's a few of the things that I believe would be our purpose for this moment that we're in. God wants us to be kingdom representatives. But we're in a world, like we've said many times, that's being shaken. The kingdoms of this world are very much being shaken at the moment then this is a good time for us to step into this moment and be the kingdom people that God has called us to be. Remember, we're citizens of a kingdom that can't be shaken. It speaks in the book of Hebrews that every kingdom that can be shaken will be shaken to reveal the kingdom that cannot be shaken, which is God's kingdom and God's people. So one of our purposes is to be kingdom people representatives telling people that there's a strong unshakable kingdom an unchanging king called Jesus we need to be his representatives on the earth a second purpose is we're here to make him known i've heard some people say that we're here to make god famous we don't make god famous he already is he's got the best selling book that was ever sold god is fame a uh, famous our role isn't to make god famous It's to spread his fame. It's to let people know how incredible he is. That's one of our purposes, to make him known. Another purpose would be to serve and meet the needs of people. You see, we're called to be servant leaders, servant people, because Jesus is a servant king. Now, serving may mean practical, serving may mean spiritual. In the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 13, it says, you my brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in fleshly things, rather use your freedom to serve one another humbly in love. So according to God's word, a key purpose for each of our lives is is no longer to walk with an entitlement to be served, but to look for opportunities to, in love, serve people and meet the needs of people practically and spiritually. I'm so thankful that our wider church, family church, has so much um, activity within food banks, meeting the practical needs of people, but also we have a heart to let people know that the greatest need of all is their need for Jesus. We're a gospel-sharing, a, gospel a soul-winning church. But that needs to be one of our purposes for existence. We live to help people. Another purpose would be found in 1 John chapter 3, and verse 8. It says of Jesus that for this purpose, the Son of God was made known, that he might destroy the works of the devil or the evil one. It says of Jesus that for this purpose, Jesus was revealed to destroy, pull down, um, cause demolition upon everything that the devil has built on the earth and done in people's lives. We need to carry that same purpose as the head of the church, Jesus. As his body, we need to carry that same purpose. We're here to find things that the devil was built on the earth, lives he's ruined, and put those lives back together, pull down the things that he's spent years building, and see God's kingdom shine brighter than ever before. We're also here, I believe this is a key one, to bring healing and recovery to broken and hurting people. Hey, take a look outside your front door. There's no shortage of broken and hurting people. Listen to the words of Jesus again as he speaks about this being his purpose for when he was on the earth. In the book of Luke, chapter 4, verse 18, he opens the scroll in the temple to the amazement and the offense of many of the spiritual leaders. And he reads the passage that says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to set at liberty any and all who are oppressed. Then Jesus rolls the scroll up, and this is what caused great offense to some of the Pharisees and Sadducees that were listening. He said, today this is fulfilled in your midst. He was saying, I am the one that Isaiah spoke of. Now, we need to understand that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. He's ascended to the right-hand side of the Father. He's the head of the church. We're the body of Christ. That we now need to look at this scripture, understanding that we've been saved, that he's given us his spirit, that we're now temples of his spirit. It wouldn't be arrogance for us to say, the spirit of the Lord is now upon us, the church because he has anointed us to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent us. In the verse it says, me. Now we need to realize that God wants us to say, no, that same spirit is now upon us, because God has purposes for us on the earth. He has sent us to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent us to proclaim liberty to the captive, recovery of sight to the blind, both those who are physically blind and spiritually blind. He sent us and he purposes for us to bring liberty and freedom to those who are oppressed. Every time we bring liberty and freedom to someone who's oppressed, we do the work that Jesus did and we destroy the works of the evil one. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Now the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Now we need to make a decision in this moment of Kairos, understanding that God's got a purpose for us. Will we rise to our purpose? Will we step in and step up? We're going to continue these thoughts next week as we look at our response to this Kairos moment. But I want to finish today by just making a couple of statements. Number one, it's time for us to know our purposes, the reason that God has positioned us where he's positioned us for such a time as this. It's time for us not just to know our purpose, but to roll up our sleeves and get busy with them. It's time for us to take responsibility. Now, maybe you look at something and you say, that's not my problem. Man, there's so much in life that we could all do that with, isn't there? We see things happening around us, maybe in the lives of others where they need help. And it's easy to respond, well, that's not my problem. No, it may not be your problem, but it is your responsibility. You see, God wants us to take responsibility for problems that are not our own so that we can see God's kingdom, God's love, God's love, God's order God's power break out in those situations what is God doing let's know and position ourselves to be used for his purposes this is an individual thing and a corporate thing isn't it but I believe that for your life and for my life God has purposes maybe take time today to ask the Lord if you're confused about those purposes Lord, why have you positioned me to live here? Why have you put me in the places of influence that you've placed me? God, why have you positioned my life for this moment where I currently am? Lord, would you show me your purposes for my life individually? But also, I believe it's something that involves us together. Because remember, we're the church when we're gathered, Sunday and other times when we meet together together but we're also the church when we're scattered. When we say amen at the end of a service, we have a cup of coffee and we leave and we step into our everyday lives, we're still the church, whether we're scattered on our own or together when we're gathered. When we talk about the church gathered, the community of faith, the followers of Jesus Christ, you and me that have Jesus in common, please, please, please know but God has purposes for what we can achieve together. There's some things that we can achieve on our own, but there's other things that cause us to be strong and purposeful when we're together. Make sure in your heart you've got a stepping forward. How could you serve in the church? How could you help a department in the church? Do you see things in your church, whether that's your online congregation, this one that I'm speaking to now, or the physical one you may belong to? Are there areas where you can step up and step into purposes that God has got for his people in this generation we find ourselves? Hey, I hope that's challenged you. I hope that's inspired you. Come on, let's remain excited. We're not coming into a Kairos moment. My friends, we are in one. Let's serve the purposes of God in this moment that we find ourselves. God bless.